Hello and good evening and welcome to another episode of Religions, Regimes and Refugees, their multicultural mess and secular scam. Thank you so much for joining me today, my friends, and I hope you have a great, great day. You're having a great weekend and thank you for your support um, that you've offered me all along this journey. I am so grateful to have you here day after day uh, reaching out to my podcast. Uh, Today we're going to talk about something of economics um that was discussed uh at the G20 summit and we are going to link it with historical um with some history of the past okay we're talking about the Indian Middle East Europe economic corridor the IMEC um IMEEC if you want to call it IMEEC um IMEC some people call it but it's the Indian Middle East uh, Europe economic corridor. Why am I talking about this? It's going to link eight different countries from India, UAE, Saudi Arabia, Jordan, Israel, Italy, France, and Germany. It's going to take reduce travel uh, and trade routes and empower trade routes from India to UAE to Jordan to Saudi Arabia, Israel, Italy, and, and Europe. It will bypass countries that are very difficult um, and, and conflict zones such as Afghanistan, Pakistan, Iran, which, which they have sanctions against. And all of the above, uh, and it will bypass a very big country called Turkey, which uh, Europe has turbulent relations, not always good, not always bad, but by and large. So, yes, um, now before we go there, I want to talk about something that links to this. Okay, I was listening to um, an interview with uh, the Honorable Mr. Ajay Banga, who is the president of the World Bank Group. Uh, congratulations to him on, on this note. I, uh, you know, I'm very proud of him, and, and he's absolutely magnificent. He's of Indian origin. Um, he was formerly the president of a CEO of um, Mastercard. Um, so. Um, he was giving an interview during the G20 summit, uh, I think, uh, to Roha, Rahul, um, someone from MT, um, um, from India Today. He works on India Today, and he also was on business uh, media, business world, or business today. Anyway, um, it was a, a, an interview, and it was an interview on the summit. So um, the interviewer asked them about uh, basically um, different issues. One of the topics was climate change and one of the topics was uh, the uh, Indian Middle East European uh, Economic Corridor or Europe Economic Corridor. Um, And first and foremost, he said, look, um, you know, the, before he became the president of the World Bank, he spent three months being uh, a nominee and he visited 93 countries and he got to know the issues, got to know different people, talked to different, uh, you know, members of the economic order in these countries. And basically, by and large, he, he understood that economic issues are not uh, uh, are not uh, different from climate change issues. 
most of the economic issues, a lot of the economic issues are caused by climate change and rapid climate change. And so economic uh, issues and climate change are not two separate issues. They go hand in hand. They're one and the same uh, issue, should I say. They're two sides of the same coin and they have to be looked at together, which is true. Okay, it has always been like that. This is nothing new. We've I've been talking about this for a very, very long time. For the last one and year, one year and a half, I've been talking about this, about uh, economic climate um, change, geological issues, uh, causing um, causing the, uh, climate change, astronomy that's in, astronomy that's affecting your climate. Uh, it's causing and it's caused migration. It's caused refugees. It's caused a refugee crisis. And you can go back in history, thousands and thousands of years, and you it has it is noted in history that um, any type of um, catastrophic uh, cataclysmic event. Sorry, cataclysmic event. I am saying that wrong. Um, any type of geological, geographical event, climate change, does cause a disruption in the human chain. That means there is a huge explosion. Uh, the frequency of the Earth goes into different angles, to goes into two different angles. It's an explosion, uh, and and your your human uh, civilization around that epicenter will go and 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 disperse in the different directions from that epicenter to free themselves to seek refuge. Um, and they go in different directions. It also brings down the food chain. Once the food chains come down, the human chain uh, will slowly collapse, uh, whatever's left of it. And if the human change, uh, chain collapses, then you have a destruction in the society of that area. The society goes and reforms somewhere else or goes in and takes place of you know, joins another community somewhere else. And this is so very important. They take their... Um, they take their values, their influences, their ideologies, and joins another country and another land, and that has been uh, that is part of history. That is always part of history. Any cataclysmic event causes this. Um, the Middle East is known for this because the Middle East is on a fault line. Um, I have spoken about this several times, all the time, because it is the basis of Abrahamic religions. They all formed across the fault lines of, of the Levant. Okay, that fault line is the North African, uh, sorry, is the African um, and Arabian fault line that runs all the way from Greece, uh, Europe to Greece, uh, underneath Greece, underneath the Sinai Desert, and, uh, which also runs along, um, the plate runs along Jordan, Israel, the Sinai, the, uh, uh, you know, through the Red Sea, there's part of it that goes through Turkey, obviously, uh, the non-Anatolian plate and the southern and eastern Anatolian plate. Then, of course, like I said, it comes down uh, perpendicular to the Red Sea, not perpendicular, parallel to the Red Sea, all around Yemen and goes right to India, near Afghanistan, Pakistan. And that's why we have earthquakes in this area. Uh, Delhi is an earthquake zone. Afghanistan, Pakistan is an earthquake zone. We, we've seen recent earthquakes over there. Um, 
and this 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 plate this african this is the arabian side of the plate the african plate also causes uh you know causes earthquakes and that's why we have had the recent earthquake of morocco because it's sitting on a plate that's moving a tectonic plate it's the same concept um remember the earth moves in cycles but there are fault lines all across the planet um and these these plates along these fault lines the tectonic plates below the earth shift and then constant friction when they shift and this friction on the top of the surface causes the earthquakes um uh you have the african north africa is a plate that's banging against europe and north africa is also one of the tectonic plates uh which was actually the bed of the tethys sea when when the african uh pl- continent banged against europe the tethys sea came up and the seabed of the tethys sea is what is known as africa today north africa today and so that that is still moving it hasn't stopped and this movement has caused the earthquake in um in in morocco um people say my god it was not expected well the moment you had a ter- earthquake in turkey you should have known the frequency goes into both directions um one side after t- turkey earthquakes remember we had an earthquake in afghanistan no one talked about it because afghanistan is a poor country no one really wants to care about it but it happened uh and now we've had the earthquake in, in morocco because these we have frequencies but um what my my aim here is to tell you to connect the dots understand the currents that form the waves like i say and what does it mean so every time there are earthquakes here or, or you know volcanic eruptions because they're massive volcanic eruptions um the the you know the the dust settles the uh, the the uh, man-made structures fall um mountains come down you have um rocks from these mountains uh you know killing coming cascading down and 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 causing a uh, uh, avalanche people killed animals killed and they all because in those days they had no way of of getting people out of the rubble they would rot and rotting means they would be um rotting flesh rotting flesh means they would be uh diseased because they already talking about disease in 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 Libya they're talking about disease in Morocco uh so yes there there's disease disease means plague plagues pandemics pandemics mean uh your food chain is gone your human chain is gone those who are who have not died in these earthquake cataclysmic cataclysmic events oh my goodness i can't pronounce it today so all of that happens and the society goes into you know a uh, free fall and disperses so what would they do in those days okay they would absolutely uh they would think that they were being cursed by god god has cursed them and because god has cursed them they would have to pray to god and those who didn't pray to god uh were causing him to be angry and because they were causing him to be angry um he kept uh, putting their his rot on the people um and killing them and so all this dying and killing and volcanic eruptions and these earthquakes were because god was angry with those who did not pray to him or those who did not submit to him and in and that they, they were spiritually impure 
they did not do God's work. They went against God. And anyone who didn't do that uh, was uh, causing a problem in society. And so they had to kill anyone who did not do that. And of course, if you were sick in the earthquakes, if you got uh, injured, if you got the plague, you were unclean. That means God had absolutely, um, you know, uh, punished you and dishonored you and you were dishonored to society so they had to kill you um, and those who did not submit to the truth of God and bought upon his wrath uh, they were called Dalit. Dalit is the Hebrew word for poor, spiritually poor and because they were spiritually poor God had punished them and they were isolated from society unto uh, leprosy colonies and these leprosy colonies were called makkas. Uh, Makkah in in Hebrew means wounds, place a place where people with wounds go. Okay, that means they were isolated. Like we have green zones now during COVID, red zones, yellow zones, orange zones, whichever the zone is to isolate to, to determine which which group is is infected, uh, and you have to isolate. So these isolation zones in olden days was called makkas, and people who were sent there were was people with wounds or dalits. Uh, uh, they were leprosy colonies and they were isolated. Um, and this is very much in the Bible, my dear friends. Trent, uh, chapter 3, Leviticus. Leviticus uh, In the Old Testament, if you want to open the Old Testament, I will put a link for you. Chapter 12 and chapter 13. Uh, you can go to it. Uh, Subchapters 12 and 13 of chapter Three. I repeat, chapter 3, Leviticus in the Old Testament, subchapters 12 and 13, you can go to it and see how they were treated. They were isolated. They were discriminated. They were treated as untouchables. And from here, you get the concept of untouchables. Um, and basically, you go from there. And that's why if you did not follow God, they forced you to follow um they they killed you they they discriminated against you they forced you to follow god um and and this is very very important and if you didn't you know you you were bringing on their rot um and this is everywhere, even if, because these people were so brainwashed with this ignorance, um, wherever they went, they took their ideology and practiced discrimination against anyone who did not submit to their ideology or did not follow their, their ways of lives or their traditions. And one of those groups were... Um, were in in Quebec, Canada. The reason why I was, I'm telling you this is I saw an article and I said, oh my God, and I kept the article. I can't find it anymore, but I tried to Google it. Um, and I, I will tell you, I will put a link to it. Uh, in, in 1663, there was a huge earthquake in Quebec uh, along the Saguenay-St. Um, Lawrence River. Um, and and there's a newspaper article from that time, quick. I think it was a Toronto Chronicle, uh, but it's been taken out of the archives, and it says the quake peril here, most remote Quebec, uh, most from the most remote area, Quebec has a fault line. So eastern Canada subject to shocks along the Saint Lawrence River. Uh, 
which ranges from 40 to 70 miles. It says here in this article from 1663, Toronto has had it added to its fame by having an earthquake almost all on its own, um, remarked the telegram to Professor A.P. Coleman of Toronto University in the quiet of his Huron Street home last night. Well, it was an earthquake right enough, uh, but not a severe one. He's telling the, the article, he's telling the journal in 1663. I was sitting in my chair, explains Professor Coleman, and felt it sway to and fro. The movement was most noticeable. The movement, uh, the room vibrated as well. I at once recognized that what was start taking place was an earthquake, not sufficient serious to alarm people. Um, in fact, I learned from the observatory that the center of the shock was located somewhere in southern Pennsylvania, he says, but rather surprises me this is not a region where one would expect to hear of an earthquake. Um... <clears throat> And then after it, um, he said, early dispatches yesterday morning stated that the center of the shock was thought to be in the Saguenay region uh, in Quebec. Uh, there's a live fault line running right through the city of Quebec and along the north shore of the St. Lawrence River. Uh, they have had numerous earthquake shocks there. In fact, nearly all the earthquakes in eastern Canada have occurred in that region. Uh so yes, there is a fault line. Now the question is, what did they do? What did they do in in sixteen sixty three? They called upon the people of the area and asked them to pray to the heavens because God was angry with them. God has punished them, and and even the Native Americans of the time. Um, over there were in total shock. I mean, obviously they must have surely seen it before. But in those days, people it was not so populated, and they didn't have these huge buildings like they have today. So, so, so yes, absolutely, there is. Uh, there was not that many deaths. It says here that one person died in 1663 from the earthquake. But um, you know, uh, someone called a poor little lady, Mrs. Eugene Bureau of Saint Anne de Parade, about 25 miles from here, from the Saguenay, I think it says. Um, but. They pray to God, they call upon the heavens, they call upon Jesus, the, the, the French and the, the colonizers, call upon the Europeans, uh, call upon the gods. And um, anyone who did not, did not, uh, you know, pray to, to God like they did, anyone who did not submit to their ways of life were isolated. And from this time onwards, Okay, um, the 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 colonizers, the English and the French and whoever else was there, then made treaties, uh, obviously, with for economic reasons, with with the natives, to trade for fur and and guns and and anything else. Uh, they made treaties with the natives to to trade, and they gave the natives uh, reserves, what is called native reserves. They still exist today, and every nation was given a reserve. Obviously, the colonizers did not respect their treaty. They cheated the Native Americans, and they still have not, until today, have still not given the natives uh, a part, uh, you know, uh, their share of the treaty, which had was signed to them and was agreed upon. Not only that, they built schools uh, called... Um, 
I don't know what it's called anymore. And they build schools and they force, I have talked about this on my podcast, they force people to go, natives to force, go into the schools and become more European and follow the European way of life. Uh, because they were called savages, they were called unclean. And if if they don't remain if, if they remain unclean, then God would punish them. So they gave the, the church and these colonizers gave themselves the right to uh, proselytize um, right of colonization, right of uh, uh, conversion uh, to, to the Native Americans in order to bring them on board into the, into the Christian churches and the denominations so that they would become followers of Christ. Um, and if they were followers of Christ and God would, Jesus would not be angry with them. God would not be angry with them. They would not be unclean because the natives were considered savages and unclean and pagans and idolaters. Um, not idolaters, but pagans. Um, and, uh, then, this way, there would not be any more earthquakes, not be any catastrophes, not be any, uh, you know, signs, uh, bad omens from God. And this is really how they treated earthquakes in those days. Now, imagine going further up. I mean, this is only 1663. You can go back 1000 AD, 1000 BC, 1st BC, you know, 2nd century, 3rd century BCE. Um what did they do? They did exactly the same thing. They killed the people. They discriminated against, isolated them, put them on reserves. In the Middle East, those reserves were called Makkas. Yes, they were called Makkas. And in North America, those Makkas were called just native reserves, which still exist till today. And um, you can't go and live there. Only native people can live there. Um, and this is basically how they discriminated against people. They isolated them away from civilization, which they created because these people did not follow the word of God, uh, who gave them instructions how to pray how to clean themselves how to be cleansed and once they were cleansed uh they would definitely go to heaven uh and so it was their duty to clean the world and cleaning the world of pagans cleaning the world of kufr which the muslims do because muslims are the same uh cleaning the world of impurity not just and cleaning the world of the pagans who because of whom god is angry and so this is why you have this proselytization and colonization happening all over the world um and and including india uh, because their goal of the church is to convert the entire Indian state into uh, Christianity. So evang evangelical evangelism. And you have the Muslims who want to convert the entire Indian state into Islam, which they won't say aloud, but they actually follow it lock, stock and barrel. Um, so this is how they treated people in those days who went into, uh, who traded, but, you know, civilization and the trade routes were destroyed because of the earthquake zones and the fault lines along these routes. Now, why am I bringing this up against the economic corridor? It's because if you look at the economic corridor, my friend, okay, you look at the economic corridor from India, UAE, Jordan, Saudi Arabia, Israel, Italy, Germany, this was the old spice route. There were multiple routes for trade, multiple routes for spices, but this was one of the many spice routes. 
Um, we say, you know, St. Thomas came to India, but how did he? Now, whether he came or not, I don't know. I'm not going to go into that. But there were many Arabs who came to trade with India, uh, ancient India, ancient Bharat. Many, many, uh, many Arabs uh, who came there. How did they do that? Uh, they did that because of one reason only. Um, they came along these routes to trade. India was rich in, in money, rich in gold, rich in everything, knowledge, universities. They had none of them on the, Saudi, on the Arabian Peninsula, none of them even in the Middle East, none of them in Africa, but India had it. How did they come along these routes? Well, guess what? The Indian Middle East European Economic Corridor is that corridor. Okay, within the ancient world, also it was used for trade. Um, but one of the things that is important to understand is that this area is also seismic. And because of the seismic activity that takes place, there's a lot of earthquakes, there's a lot of um, tsunamis, a lot of... Uh, um, volcanic eruptions. Now it's more along the Red Sea coast, but if you, the more north you go, okay, you have Jordan, you have the Levant, you have Israel, you have Lebanon, Syria, all in the zone. Um, and yes, my dear friends, then it goes to Greece, which is absolutely seismic to the core. Uh, you have Italy, then you have Germany, France, but Italy, the southern part obviously is, is uh, you know, earthquake prone, you have a, a volcanic active and, and dormant volcano, uh, volcanoes over there. Uh, but these are also, you know, very highly um, seismic prone zones. And this is why the trade route would have stopped many times being disrupted, people going in all directions. And if they got sick, if they were hurt, they would be put into the Meccas. And look where how close this is going to Mecca. Um, it is very important to understand the past and to to make our adjustments to learn from the past. Now, I'm not against I'm uh, India Middle East Economic Corridor. I'm all for it. Kudos to them for bringing it back into life. It's important for trade uh, because these were also the ancient caravan routes. Uh, it's important for trade, important to go ahead with, with uh, projects like this. It is so important for all of us and it will help all our journeys going forward, economics going forward, uh, supply chain issues. It will happen. It will happen and it's great. But we must remember these past issues that created, that happened along the line. Once we remember these issues, then we will understand how to deal with it in the future because we're currents and waves. It's the same currents that form the same waves, only the labels are different. Um, and, and, and it is important. Now, why did this corridor happen again, besides the fact that this is a seismic zone? Um, and why did it happen in the future? Remember, for all those who criticize Trump, and said, you know, he's this, he's that. Whether you like him or not, I'm not going into him. This is not a pro-Trump uh, promo or pro-Trump video uh, podcast. It is very important to understand. The reason I'm bringing this up is to understand economics. Trump is an economic guy. Maybe his 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 politics is crap. Um, his presidency around the politics part was absolute crap because um, Trump is a diehard uh, economic man. He was the one who brought about together. Uh, he knew that trade 
would solve problems. Trades means enhanced economics, in, e, enhanced economics of money. The moment you have money, you have food in your stomach. The moment you have food in your stomach, you have peace and you can discuss anything. Okay, uh, so trade is important. War is not going to solve your problem. He said he was asked recently about uh, about the war in Ukraine. He says, I just want the war to stop. I don't care who's behind the war. I want it to stop because without with war, you have no economics, no economics. You will have what you will have a seismic event, people going in all directions and disrupting the trade. But the moment you have economics, everyone comes together. People don't disperse, people come together, and that's what we want. Now, he was the one who brought about the deal between UAE um, and Israel. The moment UAE, Saudi Arabia, and Israel, or UAE, Israel, and then Saudi Arabia joined later. But the moment he brings about peace between these three countries, all of a sudden you can have an economic corridor. But just remember, when Trump did not bring about the peace of, in, in this area, what happened? There was no economic corridor. So the economic corridor is taking place only because Trump had the in, uh, ingenuity, uh, the, the foresight to say, if we work in this region and we bring about peace in this region, it can change the economics of Europe. It could change the economics of Saudi Arabia. It could change the economics of India. And all of this is thanks to him and if we do not give thanks to this man for what he's done, uh, look, this is a game changer for a lot of people. This is a game changer for the generations to come. But we have to give credit where credit is due. And this is only possible because Trump, uh, the former president of America, Donald Trump, to put in a lot of effort along with his son-in-law and his daughter to bring about peace in this region. And that, my dear friend, is... Uh, the the deal between um, Israel, Jordan, UAE, Saudi Arabia, which never happened before, has never happened, and as a result of which we were not allowed to have this corridor. Now it is, and it's time to give credit where credit is due. So this this is an important concept to understand. The India Middle East economic corridor um, started with. Um, well, it was it was uh, signed up by the G20 summit at the G20 summit. It's an old trade route. Uh, it was signed up because there's peace in this region or there is an accord between these countries of Arabia, which is the result of uh, which has brought about now and bought and, and the legacy of this. Um, this peace between these countries brought about by Donald Trump is now giving way to to better economics. Uh, and all of this is important because to also understand the history behind it, the geology behind it, geography behind it, the seismic activity which the zone is sitting on, it is a huge seismic tectonic plate. It moves a lot and it can cause a lot of disturbances. When you have these disturbances, people move in different directions and um, there is loss of uh, life, human chain is disrupted, food chain is disrupted, um, and we have to learn from those instances um, as to what happened in the past and how we can prevent this in the future. Um, and it's also to understand what the people in the past did. They just prayed to God, and this God brought about these three religions of, uh, of Abraham. This is why the Abraham religions were created because uh, they were uh, Arabia's answer to climate change um, and natural disasters. This is exactly why the Abrahamic religions were, were, were created. 
Um, unfortunately, and we have had to sit and dwell with this for the last 3,000 years, and it's not caused any less earthquakes. It's caused political earthquakes. It's, called, uh, it's caused economic earthquakes. It's caused uh, just stupidity among a lot of people, killed a lot of people, more damage than you can think of, and that's important to understand where we are, why we are, why we've come to this junction, and how we can use the past to understand the future. On that note, um, I thank you for your time. Thank you for supporting me. Thank you for uh, being there for me. Uh, And please share this video and this, this podcast as much as you can, because this is important to understand. The currents that form our waves heal. Stop the violence in your homes, and you will stop the violence in your streets. Stop the violence in your streets, and you will stop the violence at your border. Thank you very much, my friends. I hope you have a great, great day wherever you are.